0: You are now listening to Mike's Opinion, Logic Unleashed. That's right, you are now listening to the Mike's Opinion Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. How are you doing today? You know I always want to know how you're doing. I hope you're doing good today. Always let me know at Mike'sOpinionShow at gmail.com. Shoot me an email, Mike'sOpinionShow at gmail.com, or reach out to me on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You know, holla at me. Let me know how you're doing out there. Today's episode, as you can see by the the, uh, title, is about hurricanes. If you're in Louisiana... I hope you are doing good I hope you got a generator my understanding is that power is still out it's been a few days now since hurricane Ida came ripping through category 4 cat 4 and um, I wanted to talk about hurricanes in particular I'm, I've got a couple of uh, other episodes in the future coming up about weather just as a whole and maybe even specific things you know tornadoes earthquakes and and all you know hailstorms stuff like that but i wanted to concentrate on hurricanes today based on a conversation i recently had with more than one person actually and yes it is kinda conspiracy-ish and i say ish only because of the history let me explain weather can be manufactured right but of course, what would be the benefit of causing a hurricane to slam into Louisiana again? Could there be some, some benefit to those that would we'll be able to control? We're gonna get into all of that in a minute. But before um, I dive deep, you know what's going on. You know, We pulled out of Afghanistan, supposedly the last person um, left COVID-19. Uh, Delta variant, Lambda variant, uh, uh, the variant. Anyway, still um, popping. Delta is the main one. People are losing their minds. School board meetings, all kind of places. But of course, we're not talking about that today. I just wanted to mention those things because, um, in the previous episode, I did the update and I did talk about, you know, mandates, mass mandates, vaccine, vaccine mandates. You know, I, uh, uh there's, there's all these things going on. Also talked about Afghanistan is because those are two stories that are really dominating the headlines. Isn't it interesting how distracted we can get, right? Because Black Lives Matter was popping. Climate change popping, right? I mean, all of these things, but how clear it is how the media the mass media sort of determines what we focus on at any given time. There's still powerful organizations. Of course, most of the major ones are controlled by either the right or the left, you know, the liberal or the conservative, um, the Democrats or the Republicans, right? There's always that divide and conquer situation. But I bring all of that up to say that if someone is controlling, the weather, right? Who is it? I would dare say neither one of the parties, the major political parties, will let either one of them have that control. So if it's one party, they're doing it in the most secret of fashions or they're in cahoots, which I've always thought, you know, they try to act like, hey, I oppose you, I don't like you, I hate you, but yet they go out to eat, they kick it with each other's families, so it's always like a mirage, right, a mirage, yeah, so, hurricanes, hurricanes, you know, I mentioned earlier that this might be some conspiracy stuff, I, I can't say for sure, of course, I don't know anybody in that, and if I did, they would probably have to kill me if they told me right so i'm not claiming to have any first hand knowledge of any manufactured weather however however when researching for this episode there has been without any doubt hear me when i tell you again there has been without zero doubt a history of weather manipulation weather modification there have been secret programs, military programs. For instance, they tried to make it rain even more during the Vietnam War. I'll get a little bit deeper into that in just a moment. But these, these fantastic storms, and I don't mean fantastic in the, in the sense that they benefit us in any obvious way. I mean that in the sense that when you look at them, now that, you know, the advent of radar systems, we have radar, you know, just the the, the temperature, we can wind speed, intensity of the rain, the radar technology that we have now is phenomenal, right? So, we can see the storms in many views, we can watch them as they travel and wreak havoc As of late, watching these massive storms, there's nothing short of fantastic. And the definition of the word fantastic, again, I don't mean there's any any positive, especially, you know, there's millions of people without um, power. Right now, I think they said like a million people in New Orleans without power. And it may be weeks until they get power. So anyone listening to this podcast, just close your eyes for a minute and send positive vibes to New Orleans and the people of Louisiana that are suffering to date and it is now officially September there's been one casualty they're anticipating many more they haven't I haven't seen a uh, a numeric monetary toll in terms of property damage as of yet but you know a lot of times these things the 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 impact takes time right because this one really you know hit landfall at night we didn't really see the damage until the morning until the morning light you know and i heard of or read of one man getting his arm ripped off the floodwaters caused the alligator to be in a lot closer Proximity than is comfortable, and understand the man lost his arm and his life. Um, and like I said, positive vibes. My heart goes out to all of you that suffer, and of course, that's it's not limited to just Louisiana. My heart goes out worldwide to all that are suffering and uh, that need help, that are in danger, and and I mean that wholeheartedly. You know, wildfire wildfires out in California, and for those of you that don't know, I used to be one of those firefighters out in California many, many moons ago, cutting fire lines, trying to surround the fire with nowhere to go. Tough job. I did it. I enjoyed it as a uh, young man from New York City. I was in awe of the wonder that is uh, the state of California and uh, all of its nature that it has to offer. But hurricanes, of course, um, are these large storms filled with rain and winds and sometimes spawn tornadoes and hail and the wind is one of the most devastating aspects it's the a storm is classified a tropical storm once it hits a certain sustained winds but once it goes about 74 miles per hour or higher. It's classified a hurricane. Now, keep in mind, these are sustained winds, like not a gust that and stops. No, this is, whoosh, you know, constant winds and they go much higher. Those winds, you know, you got your category one, two, three, four and five um, hurricanes, which again are, are devastating the word hurricane actually comes from the Taino Native Americans. Taino, T-A-I-N-O, Native Americans, um, hurricane. And that means in the uh, tribal language means evil spirit of the wind. You know, it's difficult to not just say, the Native Americans, the people living here in what we now call the United States, when it was quote-unquote discovered, had it all figured out. Now, some will say, well, how'd they get decimated if they had it all figured out? Well, while they warred between themselves and they protected themselves and they hunted and lived one with the land, they weren't really expecting quite the... um I'll just say enemy that they encountered that didn't play by the rules and didn't play fair. Well, that's another episode, right? As you know, I often digress, but it's all connected y'all. It is all connected. Yeah. But the first time anybody flew into a hurricane, supposedly was 1943 during the middle of World War II. Now I say supposedly, because again, Researching this episode. I found conflicting information. On the internet. Surprise surprise. Conflicting information. On the internet. Who would have thunk it. But I try to tap. Governmental sites. Scientific sites. Historic sites. And even sometime. You know places like. even Wikipedia which can be. You know, hit or miss, because I think virtually anybody can make a Wikipedia site. So who knows? Right. But that being said, these. Instances of, like, say, first hurricanes, I have a list and supposedly we've only have uh, a current list. From nineteen hundred. Because there was a gigantic, as a matter of fact, totally devastating storm in Galveston in the year 1900. It's Galveston, Texas. And it caused at least 8,000 people to die. And some report as upwards of 12,000. The second deadliest storm uh, to date was um, the hurricane of Lake Okeechobee. In 1928. Now, to put that in perspective, because, you know, in this day and age of the information, or the information age, I should say, um, uh, Katrina, Hurricane Katrina, uh, back in 2005, 1800 day. Not that that's anything to sneeze at at all. But when you put it in perspective, um, since we've been measuring these storms, Mass casualty, yes. 8,000, 1,500, 1,800. It's a lot of people dying over one day, two days. in just a concentrated region. I, I know you're familiar. Like, I, there's a bunch of names. There's one in Miami in 1926. Um, and that one, uh, we got Hurricane Donna in 1960. Hugo, back in 89. We got Michael. We got Mitch. Of course, Katrina in 2005, Rita in 2005, Ike in 2008. You know, these hurricanes with these names. And that's one thing I did not research. Why we chose to give them names, you know, so they can live in infamy, right? Because they are property wreckers. They are killers. They make people homeless. I know, like I said, I live in Texas now, and I remember when Katrina happened. I was here when it happened in Texas. and I remember many, many people from Louisiana coming to Texas. This time with Ida, I didn't hear too many people coming in. A lot of people stayed put. But I did hear of a lot of people from Texas going to New Orleans to help out. And, you know, I try to get my 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 Louisiana slang on. I say New Orleans, like some of the people that I know say it. But New Orleans, like some people say it. New Orleans, like some people say it. And then I hear a lot of the the natives say New Orleans. New Orleans. And if you've never been to New Orleans, I suggest you go. Just like any major metropolis, there's a a sense of danger, which adds to the excitement sometimes. But it's just a fun city. Good food, good drink, good music, good times. And if you go at a particular time and you're into this sort of thing, you might just see some boobies. Yes, you might just see some boobies. People still do that. If you want to give me some feedback, it's at Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com. Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com. I hope you're not offended by boobies. Boobies are wonderful. I love boobies. Shout out to the motorboat. No disrespect intended. It's just fun. Okay? Fun. Again, I digress. So... Hurricanes may have been going on for longer than the year 1900. I mentioned the Native Americans in the United States being quote-unquote discovered. Well, there is some information out there that claims, and I like to say claims, that the very first hurricane was discovered by, can you guess? You got it. Christopher Columbus in 1502. 1502. During his fourth and final voyage to the New World, he experienced his first hurricane off the coast of Hispaniola, which is now known as the Dominican Republic in Haiti. So there's that. Now, the reason why I say maybe, because there's also a relatively new sentiment based on some research and climate change research that says man, us, humans, humans are responsible for hurricanes and this particular uptick in hurricanes. And that's because of carbon emissions and the way our industrial advancements And technological advancements have caused so much pollution that has affected the climate, therefore making these hurricanes spawn. According to the scientists, nobody really understands why hurricanes form. Yeah, that's according to the scientists. Nobody really knows why they form. Okay, so if we don't really know why they form, how they form, how do we know when they're coming? Well, have you ever watched the weather report? You'll hear commonly an upper level, upper level, upper level high, or upper level low. Those are two commonly referred to weather terms. A low and a high, and they have to do with atmospheric pressure, a variety of variables that are involved. But the equipment that we have can now detect these things. And a lot of times in advance, and maybe not so much in advance as where they're coming from, we know that they're headed this way and that 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 will be here in a certain amount of time. However, I have several weather apps on my phone, but I do not trust them past 24 hours. Only because the weather is known to change. And weathermen, commonly known as meteorologists, are often wrong. So, there's that. Have you ever had the the weatherman get you caught up? That he said it was going to be sunshine and then all of a sudden it was raining? Hmm? <laughs> yeah. I was uh, just looking at like extreme luxury cars for no particular reason at all because I'm definitely not in the market. But there's a couple of cars that have umbrellas in the door, right? Like pushed in. You can just pop that out. I used to keep an umbrella in my car. You know what? I think that's a good idea. There's several things I think you should keep in a car. First aid kit you know, emergency roadside kit, umbrella, roll of paper towels, some um non-perishable long shelf life snacks that are not subject to demise by temperature, not too hot, not too cold, that kind of thing. You know, just just in case. I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. You feel me on that? I hope you do. So, these hurricanes with their wind and and rain and all that i mentioned i was having a conversation with a couple of people recently talking about hurricane ida and um we started talking about the possibility that these hurricanes have been weaponized right if for instance you were a government And you needed a distraction to take away from whatever headlines were in the news. COVID, Afghanistan, let's whip up a hurricane. And that's going to be, you know, take our focus for at least a week. It's going to dominate the headlines because usually we can see days before it's coming. And we can plot its most likely trajectory, where it's going to hit. In this case, it slammed right into the Louisiana coast, Ida, Hurricane Ida did. So that's one reason someone might want to create a hurricane. And when I say someone, I'm referring to those that are currently in power, those that would even have the remotest ability to create these kind of things. Now, when you start getting into conspiracy say, yo Mike, can't nobody create a hurricane. Really? Hmm, let me tell you why I suspect that may not be true. I think hurricanes can be possibly man-made. Now, if we could make a hurricane, could we also control its direction? I mean, that would be a feat, right? Yeah, kind of like this um, Havana syndrome that's been going on where somebody's using possibly microwave energy that's pointed, targeted and focused to make government people and diplomats sick. As a matter of fact, the latest instance of that is when uh, current Vice President Kamala Harris was visiting Vietnam and they had to postpone or excuse me, delay her arrival because there was a supposed Havana syndrome. And this is where people, it affects their mind, their brain, and makes them like nauseous. They have all of these crazy symptoms instantly, right? So there are so many government things that we are unaware of. And I would dare say private sector as well that may be in cahoots with the government. But when it comes to weather manipulation, I'd like to share with you that we've been manipulating the weather since the 1950s and maybe even before that. And one of the major ways we were doing that is through cloud seeding, making it rain. That's right. Making it rain. Can you, can you, you know, or or helping it rain. There was a top secret operation called Operation Popeye that the United States Air Force was involved. Okay. Spearheaded. Did. Okay. And the goal was to extend the monsoon season over specific areas of Ho Chi Minh Minh Trail in order to disrupt the North Vietnamese military supplies by softening road services and causing landslides. Let's just stop there for a second. It's sinister at its worst and incredible at its best. You're fighting a war and you want to get at the enemy by stopping them from supplying their troops, and you're doing so by making it pour the rain more than it already did because they already have a monsoon season, right? Now, you know we're talking Vietnam War, from 1967 to 72. Listen, the Secretary of Defense of that time, his name was Melvin Laird. And he just flat out denied to Congress that anything like that existed. However, it came out much later that it absolutely did. This happened, y'all. You feel me? Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, cloud seeding is is really like nothing spectacularly new. Like I said, it's been going on from the 50s. China, India, Russia, United States, we've all been doing it, all to try to help drought-stricken areas. But I want you to just think about this this concept for just a moment. We have been cla- uh, cl- uh, seeding the clouds With things like potassium chloride, sodium chloride, magnesium, and other materials since the 1950s. It's over 70 years ago. 70 years ago. Without the technology or the computing power or raw materials that we have now. We've been making it rain, y'all. And I'm not talking about throwing up a hundred ones into the sky at strip joint. I am talking about manipulating the weather. If you want to go earlier than the 1950s, it has been said that Native Americans could do a dance commonly referred to as the rain dance and bring about rain when they needed it. Now, I don't know how much you believe in the power of positive thinking, but I think our brain is untapped, our third eye is turned off, and our mental has phenomenal capabilities that have been purposefully limited or turned off. Because imagine if all of us We're walking around with super brain power, right? If we could make it rain in 1950 without the technology and resources and natural resources that we have then, excuse me, that we have now, imagine what we can do now. Imagine what we can do now. So, with things like Havana syndrome, you know, pointed microwave energy, with drones the size of houseflies that can listen and take video, with unmanned war drones, with the device in your hand, commonly referred to as a cell phone, which I don't think it should be called that anymore because it does so many other things. With the technology we have today, I do not think it is far-fetched to suspect the possibility that we could create a hurricane, that man can create a hurricane. Think about that for a second. Hmm? There are so many things that are top secret now that won't come out for decades upon decades, if at all, right? And that's if we're still here, because I personally believe climate change or call it whatever you want is real to think. That humans, that this earth is too large for humans to have an effect on it, in my opinion, is ridiculous. We've been spewing all types and all forms of pollutants into our atmosphere for a long, long time. We haven't been treating our earth right or kind at all. In fact, we have disregarded it. We don't think about it. We don't live with it. We live on it. My understanding, based on my research also, is that the North and South Pole have not always been where they're at. They have shifted. The entire land masses are on movable crust. So the whole shit could just flip or relocate, and most of us are toast, if not all of us, right? So, these climate change people are sounding all kinds of alarms, they're saying we are here, and this is it. If we don't take drastic measures to reverse our impact, we're done. And we're going to keep seeing these effects manifest in more frequent storms, more more frequent weather events, not just storms. And the intensity of these events is going to continue to intensify. I am not trying to scare you in any way. I'm merely telling you the results of my research and the things that i read you can you can look this up it's all out there the information is available to all of us thanks to the world wide web yeah we have taken steps like dumping iron slurry into the ocean in order to create massive CO2-sucking algae blooms to bombarding the stratosphere with sulfate-laced artillery to to deflect sunlight. Okay? And that's not even a new thing. There have been governments and people fucking with the weather and this earth For a very long time. For instance. There are a lot of. um, Nuclear tests. That used to be conducted on the surface. And under the ground. Cause earthquakes. Right. When it comes to the hurricane. Like I said I'm in awe. I'm in awe of nature. And of this planet. Just period. Because. If you've ever been. In a storm. If you've ever been near a lightning strike, if you've ever witnessed a tornado or had a clap of thunder so loud that you thought your windows were going to break because the the building you were in shook. Yeah. If you've ever been on the ocean in a storm, it's frightening. You think it's a wrap. If you've ever been in an earthquake, which I have not, but I know many people that live in California, and I know people that have, and they say the big one's coming. They say it's been happening for a while. Earthquakes, volcanoes, tornadoes, amazing displays of Earth's power. These hurricanes, they start out small. And then they grow and there's this rotation and even this, this eye, they call it where it's literally calm, just like a tornado, right in the middle of a tornado, calm. But there's that spin, that circular motion, you know, and, and these hurricanes stretch for miles and miles and miles. It's to me I, I don't know how anybody can't go wow because it is absolutely fascinating and amazing and and, and and frankly more than just awe-inspiring, it's intimidating. And the shit can kill you. So when I wanted to talk about hurricanes today, there's so much. The history of hurricanes the possible man-made creations of hurricanes. But if you want to get down to just the pure definition, a hurricane is a type of storm called a tropical cyclone, which forms over tropical or subtropical waters. A tropical cyclone is a rotating low pressure weather system. There's that reference again, right? Low pressure. That has organized thunderstorms, but no fronts. Which is a boundary separating two air masses. Doesn't have any fronts. Yeah. It's. It's. Amazing. So. This scale I was talking to you about 1 through 5 is officially called the Saffir-Simpson Hurricane Wind Scale. And it's uh, from 1 to 5. Okay. Category one is 74 to 95 miles per hour. Sustained winds. I can't stress to you enough how important that understanding is of sustained winds. This is not a gust. This wind continues for as long as this hurricane is all up in your area. Okay. Category two. Extremely dangerous. Sustained winds of 96 to 110 miles an hour. Put that in perspective for a minute. You're driving 60 miles an hour. A lot of roadways are 70, maybe even 75 miles an hour. You're going pretty fast. But you start opening that car up to 100 miles an hour. I don't know if you've ever done that in any kind of vehicle or motorcycle. You have a a respect for that speed because you know anything goes wrong it's most likely a wrap. You're either dead or extensively injured. So just in the category two, well-constructed frame homes could sustain major roof and siding damage. Major damage on a well-constructed home. Not some old bullshit, a well-constructed home. Okay? Category three is... Now we get to what they call major. I don't know how in the last, the first two categories are not major, but category three they refer to as major because we're talking 111 to 129 miles per hour. The damage is devastating. Trees can be snapped or uprooted. Electricity and water is most likely going to be unavailable for weeks because the whole Electrical infrastructure is damaged. You know. If it can uproot a tree. You know it's uprooting and snapping these. These power lines. And these telephone poles. So it takes a while to rebuild that. Category four. Hurricane. Is catastrophic. And this is what slammed in. To Louisiana. A few days ago. Hurricane Ida. And you're talking. Sustained winds of 130 to 156 miles per hour. It's crazy. And some of them just move along slowly, right? Because you got that those first outer bands that come in. And then you get closer and closer to that eye where it's most intense. Because that's where that real spin is generated from. Right. Category five. Once again, catastrophic because you're talking minimum sustained winds of 150 miles per hour or higher. Yeah. Amazing. Fantastic. Not in a good way. So going back to, you know, the first hurricane. If you wonder why I might be a little skeptical that Columbus and his ship that was built in the 16th century was cool and made it through on his fourth voyage through a hurricane, I'm calling bullshit on that a little bit. For one, we're going off a of personal recollection. That might have just been a bad storm, maybe not a hurricane. And if it was, I it, it, hurricane category one at the most, at the most. But I'm calling bullshit because if you're on the sea in a hurricane in a ship built in late 1400s or early 1500s, you ain't making it. In my opinion. You know, that's just my thing. You're not making it. And if it's upwards of a Category 1, it's a wrap. It is a fucking wrap. So, can't say for sure. Can't say for certain. But I'm just going to say this shit is highly doubtful to me. I'm not going to say the first hurricane was in 1900 in, in Galveston, Texas, either. Because who really knows? What has happened over the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years, that this earth has been inhabited. Or just here, not even inhabited, because we didn't need to be here for hurricanes to happen. Unless we're the cause of them, right? Just like that old adage, which I think is ridiculously dumb. If a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? You heard anybody ever heard somebody say that dumbass shit? That's just somebody just wants to argue with you. That's just bored. They just want to talk, because yes, it makes a sound. You don't need ears or observation for something to make a sound. Okay, sound happens whether their ears to hear it or not. If I leave an egg on the counter mistakenly as I rush out the door for whatever reason I'm rushing out the door and that egg rolls off the counter and hits the floor in my absence, it made a sound whether I'm here to hear the shit or not. Sound is not dictated by the presence of my ears, yes. So, if you want to argue with me about that, feel free to shoot me an email, Mike'sOpinionShow at gmail dot com, or hit me up on any of the socials. I'll be happy to entertain that, and I will win that argument any day of the week, any day. So, there's so much that I have here about hurricanes. I have too much. As you know, I've told you this before. I I do too much research. I started this research. I have this huge Word document filled with all of these things. Too much, actually. And I ended up in, in stealth bombers and all kind of stuff. And it's, for me, I just, my thoughts, I start thinking about this and how this is relative to this and how this is relative to this because shit is all connected. And I have to stop myself. I, fi- I have to find a way to better focus. I need to get a researcher is what I need. By the way, support the show, please. I need to grow the show. I need a producer. I need a, a researcher. Somebody can do this research and and just give me the information I need. Because when I do it, I spend too much time and I get too much information. And then I'm like, I find myself and I have to chisel it down and narrow it down. And then the, please support the show if you can. If you can do so financially, please do so. Just check out the show notes, Venmo, PayPal, um, Cash App. I'd be greatly appreciated. Shoot me an email if you want to send me a big shoebox of cash because you're balling like that. And I'll send you my mailing address. That would be fantastic. I'm in this for the long haul. I'm not going nowhere as long as I'm alive and able. I will be producing this podcast once a week. I enjoy it. I'd like it to be a bit of a legacy for my children's 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 children. Assuming the earth is still habitable and still here. This was great, 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 Grandpa Mike's thoughts. You can get an idea of my personality. Now, I have opted not to do the video thing. A lot of people, they, you know, they need to call them something else because they're not podcasts. They're video casts, They're shows. I haven't done that. Don't plan on it. I like my anonymity, even though I'm not that hard to find. So... The United Arab Emirates, the UAE, as it's commonly referred to, has been seeding clouds since the year, since the the 2000s. And they aim to increase the rainfall by 15 to 30 percent per year. They use, again, potassium chloride, sodium chloride, magnesium and other materials. Yeah. China's been doing it. You know, they've had a, a perceived dependency upon seeding clouds and manipulating the weather. I had a recent discussion with a dude that used to live in China. He's one of my wife's cousins, husband. He traveled all over the world and he said that they were able to make pollution disappear from Beijing, I believe. Kind of washing the air, if you will. Yeah. Yo, when you think about All the things that have been and can be manipulated on this earth. For instance, when you go shopping in the year 2021, and prior to it actually, you commonly see on many packages this term, non-GMO. And certainly you probably know what that stands for, GMO, genetically modified. We have been playing with our food supply and modifying things at the molecular level, at the genetic level, for a long time. Cross-breeding things. Playing with the genetics of our food. Right? I believe cloned animals are now going to be in our food supply. For those of you that follow me, you know how I feel about this. I think we should stop fucking with shit and go back to natural organic living. Natural organic living. But can we? Is there any place that's pristine as the earth was when the earth first formed? I don't think so. So if you find a new planet we can bounce to, please let me know. That's fresh and pure. You know, I'm not saying it's all bad, right? Because here I sit and in an abode with indoor plumbing. And running water. And I can control my climate inside at the press of a button. So, all these modern amenities aren't bad. But I'd be willing to sacrifice all of them. Give me the loincloth. I want to live in a cave. All nature. Hunt for my food. Gather. Yeah. Call me caveman Mike. Call me K Man Mike, I don't care. Because I would love to do that. Kumbaya by the fire, all natural, no steel, no concrete, none of these modern amenities. We're not gonna go pee and dump, we go to the pee and dump spot. Right? Out in the woods, go handle my business, give it right back to nature. Because commonly, you know, a lot of people don't know. Some people use urine as a fertilizer for their vegetables. That's correct. Look it up if you don't believe me. Now I don't know about our own Um, dung, I'll call it. But I'm pretty sure that has a function, too. They use cow dung, right? Why not ours? We drink cow's milk. But I digress. I digress. Yes. Here's another tidbit I told you, you know, Galveston 1900, and it's clear proof that, you know, there's so much conflicting information. You really got to check your source. Because when I, you know, search what was the first hurricane in history, it says the first tropical cyclone was in nineteen thirty eight, Atlantic hurricane season, uh which was formed on January third, which is not correct. Had it in my notes here. And I meant to cross it out, but I didn't. Yeah. So the nineteen hundred Galveston hurricane I told you about was devastating. Absolutely devastating. To our earth. I've told you. Where the word hurricane came from. I've mentioned the names of several hurricanes. I've told you the worst hurricanes. In terms of fatalities. I've um, offered a brief glimpse. Into why. I do not rule out the possibility that. Hurricanes could be man-made. Possibly weaponized. And, And by the way you know. There are many reasons why, and I told you one reason why as a distraction, why someone may want to, why the, 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 those in power may want to manufacture a hurricane. They are awesome in their power. They're crazy to watch, and I hope you never have to endure one. I hope you never lose property or a loved one or you yourself purr someone. We need to respect nature. But I think think the cat's out of the bag, y'all. I think Mother Earth, also known as Gaia, is becoming increasingly pissed at humans. And if history is any indication, she can wipe herself clean of us at any time. Supposedly, she did it to the dinosaurs. Right? Supposedly, that was from an asteroid. Maybe she attracted it. Say, hey, asteroid, come hit me. I want to block out the sun for a long time. Hopefully, like I said, you learned a bit. I Hopefully, you are okay out there. Hopefully, COVID didn't get you. As always, I always wish you well. And I thank you so much for listening. This is Mike. And this is the Mike's Opinion Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Mike's Opinion, Logic Unleashed.